Hey, how's it going? My name is Daniel Calderon and welcome back to Corner Talks. Netflix, it has become a force to be reckoned with in the business world. They have pioneered the content streaming technology. They've eliminated entertainment giants known as Blockbuster, and they have redefined what it means to access media at your fingertips. It is the reason why streaming services like Disney+, Plus, Hulu, uh, Apple TV, HBO Max exist today. But while they continue to innovate and revolutionize the media industry, there is one key aspect that they can all thank for their success, and that is their corporate culture. A business is only successful as the people who run it. I believe that, I live by that, and I would even die by that. I have personally witnessed and experienced toxic environments in corporate offices that impeded the organization's overall creativity and productivity. As someone who has recently taken on the role as entrepreneur and started a business called 94 Productions, I've taken a lot of lessons from this book into consideration. Having said that, these are my takeaways from the book, No Rules, Rules, Netflix and the Culture of Reinvention, written by Reed Hastings and Aaron Myers. Every employee must work at their optimal performance and at the standard of the collective workplace. The CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings, has come to find that even if you put one or two adequate employees in a pool of hardworking, highly creative individuals, it can still damage the overall productivity of the organization. When human beings are put in a room with people who are insanely competitive, relentlessly dedicated to their work, naturally, they will feel inspired to be the same if not better. However, having strong performers work alongside weak performers can actually demoralize and discourage them to strive for more. Look at it like this. If an employee with a strong work ethic were to see an underperforming employee be rewarded in the same way or not be reprimanded for their actions, well, naturally they're gonna lose that drive for success. This brings up another point of not having your workplace be a family instead of a team. If you treat your employees like family, you'll have a tough time removing those that are slacking and bringing down the team. A typical family cannot fire and ignore a child who is not acting their best. Instead, they tolerate them and then they work at the pace that the child requires. This approach to your workplace culture ultimately hurts your business in the long run because you're not finding a solution to the problem. The consequence of having your workplace feel like a family is because you're gonna have politics in the environment. You're gonna have people that do exceptionally well, outperform those around them, compete with those that might be me mediocre or underperform, but because everyone sees them as likable or popular, they still have a chance at the better job. As seen in hockey, football, basketball, the performance of a player speaks to their value and place on the team. If a player is weak or not performing optimally, they don't get by simply because of family protection based on likability. They get removed for the sake of the team's success. That is what makes you a keeper. Being open and honest about your opinions, especially in the workplace, can be terrifying, if not non-existent for many. Constructive criticism is an essential asset that should be present amongst employees in order to improve the quality of their work and the transparency of their culture. Reed Hastings speaks about a time when he was an employee at a company and because he was so conflict avoidant, it actually created tension amongst his colleagues. Even though Reed had issues he wanted to address, he was so conditioned like many of us to be political on his approach on how he was gonna voice these uh, opinions and concerns to the workplace. The reasons people are so fearful of voicing their own opinions or just addressing problems and speaking up, especially directly, is because they feel they won't be supported, they feel like they're gonna be seen as difficult, 
they're gonna upset their colleagues, they're gonna anger them, and they're not gonna be seen as a team player. However, that mentality quickly becomes unhealthy because you're creating a toxic exchange between workers if they feel no sense of trust and honesty. Reed Hastings, CEO of Netflix, believes you should be giving candor with positive intent. This is what he describes as the 4A feedback. The first two are giving. When you give feedback, one, you should aim to assist. When you tell someone something to improve on, give them a positive outcome. Like don't pick your teeth at a conference meeting because it will not make the clients feel uncomfortable and do better for our business. Instead of saying don't pick your teeth, give a reason behind it. Number two, actionable. Feedback on what the recipient can do differently. Instead of coming in late all the time, maybe put an alarm clock for yourself or some sort of reminder in your calendar so you're on time, if not early, to our meeting. Now we're into receiving feedback and another two points. So number three is do not become defensive or irritative, rather positive in the person's feedback towards you. So we have a lot of egos, right? Especially in the creative media industry, we don't want uh, anyone to cross us. But the reality is, is people are always gonna say something to you, people are always gonna comment. And the best way to handle feedback, negative, positive, is to be open-minded, is to accept it. You don't have to act on it, but you have to accept it. And that gets to the next point of number four, accept or discard. You don't have to take action on exactly what they have to say, but Netflix believes that when someone says something to you, you say thank you in sincerity, and then you walk away. You never brush your shoulder, you know, shrug your shoulders, you never uh, tell them off, you never be insulting. You always be sincere because that's what creates, again, a trustworthy, open, friendly environment. And the interesting thing about this feedback process is that the higher management and Reed Hastings himself is not off limits to this. Apparently he goes around and he gives feedback to people and he accepts feedback back. People that are below him, people that are entry level, people that are in conference rooms, there is no judgment. Apparently, as long as you follow the 4A tier, right? You say it with positive intent, there's a reason for it, there's some sort of uh, way to do it differently, he will accept that feedback and he won't judge you and he won't penalize you and there's no politics. Most people experience bosses that wanna control you at work. They micromanage you and they don't give you any sense of freedom uh, to act independently when you're working on your tasks. The problem with such a tactic is that it removes any chance for the worker to create or develop something new or feel confident enough to perform successfully. Reed Hastings believes that in order to lead with context rather than control, first you need to have a high talent density, which means the keeper test, what I was referring to before, you know, be amongst the best of the best, have your pool of workers, be at their top level, do not have anyone that is mediocre or adequate because everyone else will suffer. And your goals as a corporation should be to innovate, should be to revolutionize, not to prevent errors. Because as we've learned in life, there's no such thing as a perfect linear path. There's always gonna be errors. Now, when assigning your employee a task or asking them to achieve a certain result, keep in mind, give it context to what their abilities are, what their experience is, what their skill set is. So that way you're not disappointed, you have an idea of what they're prepared with, and it doesn't leave you with that uncertainty. Put them up to an assignment that they'll be able to perform optimally because of their past experience, success, and knowledge in what is being asked of them. If they do fail or perform inadequately, 
instead of condemning them, try assessing the context and see what went wrong. Did you clearly explain all the strategies and risks? Are you clear and inspiring on your goals? Are your employees aligned with your vision for the project? Do they share the same passion as you do? Do you see that fire in their eyes? Were they the right man or woman for the job? That's what you gotta look for. Reed Hastings believes in a loosely coupled organization, which is best represented by a tree rather than a pyramid. You see a pyramid, the top management is at the peak, right? And everyone else is below them, right to the bottom, whether it's the front line or the people that are entry level interns should be at the bottom. What he believes is with a tree, top management are the roots, the foundation, the trunk, is the senior management, the people below, and their branches and the leaves are all the decisions that are being made by them. So the concept of the tree, you already start to see the mentality they kind of have in this workplace. Top management, you know, they oversee, they, they, they make sure everything is running smoothly, but at the end of the day, they rely on the people they hire. They rely on the bulk of the, the organization to really make the decisions. The whole purpose of this tree is that you give your workers the liberties to make decisions on their own, given their abilities, given their talents. That way you can realize your vision and the company's objectives much sooner. Thank you again, guys, for joining me on another Corner Talks. I really hope you enjoyed my discussion on the book, No Rules Rules, Netflix and the Culture Reinvention. Uh, this is a very insightful book, guys. Uh, I love to learn about new cultures uh, in the organizations, in the workplace. It's so important to me that culture is transparent, it's honest, uh, friendly, uh, relaxed, it's comfortable, because that's the only way productivity and creativity thrives. And like I said, I've experienced situations where it's very political, very toxic, and no good comes out of that. It always hurts the business in the long run. It might benefit the people, the perpetrators, uh, that are supplying that toxicity, but the people that are you know, bringing new ideas, the people that wanna change the game, uh, will always feel suppressed. And that's no way to run a business. That's no way to be relevant and competitive. You're never gonna be advanced. To anyone that's thinking of running a business, to anyone that has just started, or to anyone that is running it for many years, read this book, I recommend it. You don't have to take all the lessons into consideration, but there are some, I'm sure, can help you uh, improve on how you run uh, your business, on how your culture really feels for your employees, and I'm sure it'll bring you much success. If you agree or disagree to anything I had to say about this book or any of my takeaways, please leave your comments down below. I always love to see your thoughts. Also, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Take care, and we'll talk soon.